FMX Network Production. Let's go. It's the Pulp MX Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Fly Racing, 100% Goggles, and Motosport.com. I'll never long for what might have been. Welcome, everybody, to the first 2023 Pulp MX Fantasy Podcast. Thanks for playing. If you haven't played before and it's the first time listening to the podcast, welcome. We're going to have some uh, uh, basic rules on how to play. There's ways to learn it as well. And thanks for playing, man. Thanks for all the people for giving up prizes. Yamaha, four motorcycles. Yeah, that's right. And we got a lot of cool companies jumping in, whether it's uh, uh, the guys from Skosh or the uh, Dirt Dreams, you name it, Yamaha motorsport.com fly racing uh so many companies jumping in and you can see the weekly and yearly prizes in 10 cycles a taser we're giving away thank you everybody for playing pulpmexfantasy.com for this podcast i want to thank the folks at 100 we have the 100 lead pipe locks as well and uh you've seen these goggles on uh jet lawrence and uh, many other riders out there star racing guys to name a few as a San Diego-based company, the 100% brand has always been synonymous with American motocross. Been in the sport since the 1980s. 100% has been linked to many iconic moments that have helped build the sport of motocross today. Today, as the brand's awareness grows again in motocross, you can see how the influences crossed over to downhill mountain bike, BMX tracks, MotoGP, MLB, snowboarding, skiing, and all genres of running. 100% is a generation of racers and asking them the original tagline, how much effort do you give Ride100percent.com for more information on that. Thank you to those guys. Fly Racing, of course, when it uh, comes to Fly Racing. The RJ Hampshire will be in Fly Racing this coming Saturday at Anaheim. Flyracing.com. Go to your local dealer. Go to motorsport.com and check it out. Thank you to those guys. And, uh, yeah, they got boots, helmets, goggles, gear, snow stuff, watercraft stuff. Flyracing.com, great casual wear as well. Uh, please check it out. Thank you to those guys uh, for coming on board this podcast. And also thank you to the folks at Motorsport.com, OEM and aftermarket parts. Great prices, great return policy as well. Free shipping on everything over $79. Uh, Motorsport.com, there's a banner on PulpMX.com or PulpMXShow.com. Go through the banner to Motorsport, place an order. That helps us out. That would greatly uh, uh, help us out a lot if you keep doing that while you place your orders. Thank you to Motorsport, man. Great guys. And, uh, man, they are the number one online choice out there for parts and uh, customer service and shipping and all of that. So thank you to those companies for making this podcast happen. Paul, Dan, JT, and I are going to get into it in a little bit. But I want to say thank you to everybody for playing. Paul Mex Fantasy, this thing has grown to be a beast. And I never would have thought it got as popular as it has. It sure makes Supercross and Motocross and, and now SMX races a lot of fun, Right? Right? All right, everybody, let's get uh, onto the show. And again, thanks for playing. Thank you to Roto. Thank you to Dirty Al. Thanks to all the experts and Marks and everybody for helping out with fantasy. And uh, all year long, we'll be here each and every week. All right, here we go. All right, everybody, to uh, talk about the 2023 Pulpamex fantasy season and more. Thanks for listening again, like I said off the top. I appreciate it. Thanks to our guys, motorsport.com, fly racing 100% for coming on this podcast. We're going to bring this to you. Each week with a revolving cast of characters, I'm sure Marks will jump on, Rhoda will jump on, but mostly to be myself and these three gentlemen, uh, the expert picks for the uh, Pulp Mix Fantasy season. First up, from Fly Racing, flyracing.com, looking forward to uh, Anaheim 1, and he's our re- resident weather expert as well. 
It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. I am. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I I think my my enthusiasm hasn't gotten killed just yet. So that's a, that's a good sign. Um, I feel like my choices and my riders will end up being the death of me at some point this season, but not yet. Well, I'm still riding high from the holidays. You, uh, you'll be in Monday for Pulp Mech show. Uh, so that will be interesting to see how your fantasy day goes. We'll recap it on Monday. So, uh, yeah, we're just gonna, we're just going to dwell on the positives for now. Yeah, Steve. absolutely. Uh, also on board, Renthal, Renthal.com. Please check them out, uh, whether it's a Red Bull KTM or the guys at Kawasaki or the guys at Honda. They're using Renthal, and this man is a big part of that. Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? What's up, boys? I am very excited for Fantasy 2023. Um, my fantasy football season ended prematurely after making the playoffs and then losing the first week, so I've been a bit bitter for a couple weeks. So I'm mm. excited to put my full effort into this and probably become bitter uh, about two weeks in. Well, JT, speaking of that, fantasy football, you had a great regular season in all your leagues. And then and then, fantasy football happened. Yeah, I'd, I'd really rather not talk about that. Um, <laughs> we're just, just going to move on. <laughs> uh, the man who redeemed us for the expert picks uh, this past outdoor season in 2022, winning the overall, uh, absolutely crushing it. Uh, although I was a monthly champion a couple times, uh, no one could touch this man. Dan Truman, what's up, Dan? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, outdoors was awesome. Finally kind of got back to where I, I think me, my, myself, Paul, JT belong um, at the top. You know, you're only as good as your last race. So after Anaheim, uh, I'll probably be upset again. Right, right. Fair enough. Uh, by the way, we should mention you can create your own leagues in Pulp Mex Fantasy. We've talked about that. You can create your leagues with your janky buddies and, and, and do all of that. Password protect it, all of that. There's also an Industry Idiots uh, money league that Dan helps run. And, Dan, the deadline, are we doing Thursday or is it Friday? What's the deadline? Yeah, it's Thursday night, Thursday night at midnight. July, January 5th, everybody, midnight. Yes. Correct. You can't get in after it. It's just too hard to organize with team names. We have, uh, there's 700 players right now. It's a hundred dollar entry mm-hmm. and yeah, it's fun. Something fun. hundred percent payback. You can look at my Twitter, Steve's Twitter. Uh, all you do is send an email. It's pretty simple. Um, but you have to follow instructions. Yeah, you got to do it and, uh, get in on that a little bit more money at stake and, and all of us are in it. And, um, yeah, it's a fun time for that. So please, uh, Check it out if you want, and if not, just create your um, your own your own leagues and everything else if you, if you don't want to join that one. And as I said off the top, I say this all the time, you don't even want to be that good at Pulp Mex Fantasy to win something. Uh, each week on this very podcast, we're going to give away a $25 motorsport.com gift card, a Grill Your Ass Off seasoning sampler pack, and an R-Jerky uh, three-bag set uh, just for... You know, just for playing, just for just for playing Pulp Mix Fantasy. That's it's that simple. We'll do those randomly, and also, uh, you we are going to give away a YZ450 and a TTR, just for signing up, just signing up for Anaheim One. Uh, you do that, you can see see all the rules on the site, and so you can win a couple of dirt bikes as well. And you don't got to be an expert like uh, Dan or anybody else to do that well at this game. There's a how to play video on the Pulp Mex Fantasy site if you're just listening to this podcast for the first time. There's also in text there under rules uh, on the uh, on the tab uh, under help and info, I should say, help and info, how to play the game. Paul, it's it does take a little bit of uh, know-how if you're, you know, never played fantasy before, 
You may struggle for a couple of weeks figuring out the system, handicaps, double points, all-stars. In the end, we all strongly believe this makes the game much better. Uh, It makes it so much harder and more fun, more variety of riders to pick with our system that we use. Uh, But it takes a little bit of time to get used to it. I mean, we're working on Kiefer and these type of guys. But, uh, Paul, just maybe briefly uh, run us through, you know, if people are listening to this first time, kind of how to do well at this game and how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you touched on it, Steve. Like, it's incredibly exciting once you do figure it out. And the handicap system can be intimidating. Um, but really, once you figure it out, it's quite simple. And and the, probably the simplest way to put it is get your guys into the top 10. Okay, so you have to put four guys in each class every single week. You can't pick the same guys consecutive weeks. So if you pick Dean Wilson at Anaheim 1, you cannot pick him again until the third round. Um, and then get your guys into the top 10. So everyone has a handicap value. So for example, Dean Wilson this weekend is a five. If you think Dean is going to finish 10th, just in real life on, on the racetrack Saturday night, that's a great pick because you'll then take his 10th place score, subtract by five and he'll get fifth. And because he's not an all-star and again, all-stars are the eight best guys that we feel, um, you know, kind of going into each race. But after we get past the first race, it will be based on points. It'll be the top eight in points. So they're, typically going to take up most of your top 10 every time right so if you think dean is going to get top 10 um at a five that's an amazing pick even if you think he's going to get 12th at a five that's still a good pick you've got to get your guys into the top 10 to get double points all stars do not receive double points they'll likely finish in the top 10 regardless so there's not as much to lose or gain there but as far as your other uh three guys in each class that are eligible for double try to get them into the top 10 that's the probably the simplest way to put it yeah, um, that works well. Um, as you said, that's a pretty pretty simple explanation. Um, eight riders is better than seven and like a higher handicap privateer guy that doesn't make it. Like, just keep keep in mind, people, when we do the winners of this thing at the end of the year and we do their average points per week, some of these guys never win a prize individually each week, but they end up doing really well at the end of the season. So you really want to get eight in. And if you if you're on the fence between an Alex Ray. And a uh, Kyle Chisholm. Let's say they're close in handicap, but you're on the fence. But Chisholm. Let's use a realistic. Okay, well, whatever. Realistic scenario. (laughs) Just whatever. If you're on the fence between two guys. If Eli Tomac and and, uh, Alex Nagy are the same handicap and you're on the fence, go with Tomac. That's that's more realistic. But I'm just saying, (laughs) if if you're thinking about it like, ah, this guy's going to get me more points because he's uh, four more handicap. Over a guy that you think is the main event, go with the main event guy for the most part. Like unless you're really sure of something or you got a good feeling or whatever, eight is great. There's a reason why we say that. Yes. So you know, it's uh, harder. And seven sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. harder than it sounds, though. Oh, it's I know. Really hard to get eight. But yes, you're right. You're right on the goal. It's just it's not. It's easier than it sounds. I'll say that. Or sorry, it's harder than it sounds. Well, again, if you haven't played before, try to get eight in. And if you yep. got to lean on the safe side. Do that because that's the way to win at this game, and that's the way to enjoy the game and and everything else. But uh, sometimes, you know, that Lafrancois is just sitting there, <laughs> and and sometimes you see the sixteen, and you He's sitting there, all right, sitting there watching the main event. Yeah, so you know, there's definitely ways to uh, think about it. I, I like to tell people that when I when people text me or DM me, how do I play? I'm like, you try to get eight in, and we're gonna work from there and, and go go around. So, um, also. Motorsport.com. I was going to, oh, sorry. I was going to mention further to help you new people for five bucks extra, you can get gain access to what we call expert picks. And that is basically an avatar of my face, JT's face, Steve, Dan, 
Um, and you can see who we are picking day of the race. And granted, that will change in the last 30 minutes before lockout each week as we make our selections. But if you are lost, pay an extra $5 and pick from who we are picking. And you probably can't go wrong. Yeah, I mean... The, look, one, thing, yeah. the, the one thing I would add to, Paul, you did touch base on it a little bit, but uh, players have won weeks and not really understand the scoring. If Dean Wilson is a 10, like you said, after his handicap is applied, the only way to get double points is if it puts him in the top 10. So if Dean Wilson is a 5 and he gets 16th, he doesn't get double 11th place points. We do get this email sometimes asking why their guy didn't get double points. So after their handicap is applied... If they're not in the top 10, they just get that points for that place. Just to clear yeah. that up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, motorsport.com on board. We have a first to the finish line. It is different from the whole shot. It is uh, whoever hits the finish line first after the start of the race. Sometimes it's two turns. Sometimes it's a whole lap. Doesn't really matter. Uh, we go motorsport.com, FFL, Paul. Yeah, and that's an optional wager. Um, if you choose to take it, you can take it in both classes. You pick one rider, you can get 15 points added to your 250 score. If you get the 250 guy right, same thing in 450. But if you get them wrong, um, we take seven away. So, again, if you play them both, you can gain 30, but you can also lose 14. And Motorsport will be sponsoring our first to the finish line contest this year. So, if you get both right, which we're assuming a lot of people are going to play, right? We will assume that it's going to take both classes to be correct. Um, we'll then randomly select um, from those winners who get both correct. They'll get a $25 motorsport gift card. We'll be giving that away every week. Obviously, if somebody doesn't get both right, it would then go be random random between the people who got one right. Um, so, yeah, so there's kind of like a week-to-week prize. We're not keeping points per se, but um, but there is a prize for getting the FFL correct. And if you're Dan Truman, you play FFL every single week pretty much. If you're a little uh, less insane, you, you kind of see how it plays out a little bit, Dan. You see how the season plays out a little bit. Sometimes we get some injuries in 250 class and the star guys are pulling FFLs out. You, you, you feel careful, you feel comfy doing that, but not always, unless you're you, Dan. Yeah, I mean, the, the point of the game is to get the most points. I know you're telling these people get eight in, but I mean, sure, go pick a bunch of all-stars. You won't win anything. You're just going to be mediocre. I want to be a winner, Steve. I pick FFL every time. All right, fair enough. All right, I I think I'm probably up half the time. I don't know. It, there's a pattern, right? There's always a pattern to the FFL you know, as you get into the season. There's it starts narrowing down between one, two, three guys, you know, and then kind of go from there. But it's 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 tough at the opening rounds to get an FFL. Um, all right, PulpMixFantasy.com. Please enjoy it. Please play responsibly. And uh, thanks to motorsport.com, uh, Fly Racing, and 100% for coming on this podcast. Anaheim One Selection Show. And th- did I leave anything out? Are we? Are, did I leave? Are we good? Anything? I mean, anything just cover? we have a whole bunch of prizes this year. Over yeah. $150,000 worth, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty pumped and proud of our prize lineup this year. Thanks to Yamaha, by the way. Four motorcycles. Fantastic. Blue Crew. Uh, all right, so we are going to do some... Picks for Anaheim 1. JT, the weather looks okay. California's been getting hammered with rain all week. But for Friday, Saturday, uh, we should be all right with weather. But it's still going to be probably soft and ruddy. Yeah, I think we're going to be all right for the most part. It's just uh, 
you know, the next couple of days will determine how the base soil is going to be. There is a lot of standing water from, you know, the people that we all talk to. Um, I think the jumps will be fine. Um, and honestly, man, I, I've watched the, these crews pull off miracles so many times that if you're telling me that it's going to be dry on Friday and Saturday, I don't really have any concerns at that point. Um, so to me, I'm, I'm kind of looking for a normal, a normal weekend, just given two full days of, of dry weather. All right, sounds good. So racing should be pretty uh, business as usual for most of these top guys. Now, when we set the All-Stars, it's the top eight in points after round one. But going into round one, we have to sort of pick the eight guys that we think are going to be in the mix. But I think, uh, Paul, for All-Stars, are we pretty much taking the top eight? In the four- oh, well, Ken Roxon's an All-Star, so no. But uh, it's pretty easy for 450 guys to kind of pick our All-Stars going into Anaheim 1. Yeah, it, I mean, we obviously look at last year's results with a fine-tooth comb. See how many people, um, see see how many points everyone scored, how many podiums, how many top eights, things like that. We look through all of it. So, um, yeah, we actually didn't have many much debate this year when it came to selecting our all stars for each class. Um, so you'll see when you log on to um, the website, it's it's Eli Tomac, it's Cooper Webb, um, Jason Anderson, Chase Sexton, Marvin Muskan, Malcolm Stewart, Justin Barsha, and Ken Roxon are your top eight, or I should say your all-stars with 450 class. All right. Ken Roxon won this race last year. Let's get into some picks. Ken Roxon won this race last year. Barsha won it three times previously than that. And obviously Roxon had a really shitty year uh, last season. He's on the on the uh, progressive Suzuki now. I 100% believe he be- deserves to be an all-star despite his non-top eight finish. And I kind of like that at a four. I kind of like Ken Roxon to come out of the gate strong, have that chip on his shoulder, Paul, and uh, kind of look towards proving something. I'm not saying he wins, but I like that four. Yeah, I don't disagree, Steve. He is one of the three that I have on my short list that I'm going to try to be very disciplined and not stray from. Kenny's always dynamite at the first round. He's won Anaheim one a lot. Um, he always starts the season strong, so I fully agree with you. Like That's a good pick. Um, and the other two I'm looking at are Jason Anderson Chase Sexton. Uh, I just I think those are the only three that I will select this weekend. I think being smart, the, all those guys are tuned up, ready to go. They didn't have big changes. Um, Eli often starts the series a little slow, and he's got a new motorcycle. I think there's questions about Cooper Webb. So, yeah, those are the three I'm looking at. Dan, what do you like for All-Star? Yeah, I like what Paul said. I think Jason, Chase, and Eli are the best three guys to me. But uh, I do like Ken, and I like Barsha. Barsha comes into Anaheim ready. He's done this many times, and also if it is a little wet, I mean, regardless, it's going to be a little wet in the transitions. The floor has water in it right now, so it will be wet. I would say maybe worst case, like 2017, the year Ken had that big crash where the transitions were really wet, but uh, Justin does good in those conditions. So right now I got Barsha selected. He's a, a, I like to lean towards a higher handicap just because they get you know a little bit buffer. I think that Justin could easily get sixth or seventh in the race. JT, handy, uh, all-star? Yeah, I think uh, I think you guys are obviously on the right track with everybody to choose from. Um, there, there are a ton of good options here. I don't think it's going to be as wet as maybe some of you guys do. I think they'll start pumping water as soon as it stops raining on, thir- on you know, like Wednesday night, Thursday night, whatever it is. Um, so I would feel comfortable choosing anybody. It's just kind of pick your poison here a little bit. Um, you could make a case for all of them. I don't hate the Barsha pick. He's he's always solid at the opener, and at a five, you have a little bit more room there. And don't forget, this guy won three Anaheim ones in a row. 
Um, so, you know, he's going to be strong here at the first round. All right. We're all kind of in agreement there a little bit on the all-stars. Um, I think Adam seen Cirillo is a big question mark last year. We led this race and then faded back to, uh, I believe it was 11th, Dan. I believe it was 11th. Should yep, have, sure was. Yep. Could have been a top, should have been a top 10, but it wasn't. Um, he's a one. He's going to show speed. I think we all know that. Uh, AP, zero. Dylan Ferrandez, minus one. Uh, I like Savachi at a three. He got eighth at the opener last year. I feel like he's really happy with that Kawasaki, flying under the radar a little bit, privateer guy. Um, so I like that. But, JT, I, I ended with you, so let's start with you. Um, well, first of all, let's start with this, JT. Uh, Paul sent in our group text. Paul sent 22 riders um randomly and mm -hmm. you got us you know we always talk about oh it's stacked the field's stacked and these guys are bad dudes but when you look at that 22 that paul sent in jt you can see like there's gonna be some privateers in this main event there's openings for privateers there hasn't always been in the past it's always been like a tevin tapia sliding in or a vince freeze or some unknown guy gets that 22nd spot that you never would have thought of well there's gonna be five five privateers in this thing six if you want to count like savachi who should walk into the main event like point being there's going to be some time for some good handicaps here yeah agreed and, and i really think there's two ways to go about this uh for me my approach at the first one is is i want to be safe um mostly for my own mental health uh i want to get eight guys in and i want to not lose the season before it's even really started so there's two different ways to go about that in, in my line of thinking. One, you can go with the quote-unquote safer guys. Is there someone like eating in the background or something? What's, what's happening? No, nothing. I hear nothing. I definitely hear something. Someone straw typing. Something's going on. Okay. I'm muted, so it ain't me. Okay. Um, but I think you can go with guys like Dylan Ferrandis or Christian Craig as like a line of safety, but – the question there is now you're, they have to get top 10. Like to say that they're going to make the main event, they're definitely going to make the main event. That I think that's a lock. But if they don't make the top 10, it's almost just as bad. Like you're going to have a really, really rough opener. You could go with someone like uh, Kyle Chisholm, like that group of guys where I think Chisholm's a lock to make the main event. And I think he's pretty close to a lock to be top 19 too. So it's safe but in a different group of riders of being safe. So do, which direction do you go? Do you kind of do a mix between the two? Um, that's really where I think this race is going to be won and lost. Uh, lost. If you go with guys like A-Ray and some of the the outliers, the Carnells and stuff, yeah, maybe, maybe you hit Yahtzee, right? But the problem is, how is Logan Carnell going to do against a fully healthy field for 21 minutes? That's your problem, right? So even if you get you get, you pull it off and you go against the grain and you get a guy that gets in the main event like a Harlan or a Carnow or a Tristan Lane or an Alex Ray or that whole group, now you're dependent on them scoring you a bunch of points, and I don't really think they're going to do that. So I love when the field's fully healthy like this because there are a lot of different ways to do it. I think you're going to have a lot of different teams, which is great. Um, the the one caveat to that where you could see a lot of the same teams if like Ferrandis or Christian Craig at a zero or minus one if they go out and they qualify first yeah we're going to get a lot of overlap there because everybody's going to be like oh man he's a zero or a minus one he qualified first I'm going there you're going to get that but otherwise I, I think there's going to be a lot of kind of diversity and uh, a lot of different guys to choose from 
my recommendation for the newer players would be try to mix a little bit of measured risk with safe picks, right? Because I believe if you can leave the first round over 200, are you going to win? No, but you're going to set yourself up to have a chance at this season. You're going to see some, you know, scores probably close to 300 at the opening round, but there's going to be a lot of luck involved in there. And that is going to be very easy to blow your whole season up trying to do that as well. Um, So my goal, if I can get between 200 and 250 at the first round, I feel like that's a really, really good starting spot. Uh, Dan, I think it all good stuff from JT. I, like I said, for that 22, like for me, I, I grab the qualifying sheet. I look at 22 riders. I'm like, okay, here's your main event via qualifying 22 guys. Then I look below and I'm like, well, that guy will make it. That guy must have not found a clean lap or whatever. And I kind of eliminate guys that I think are one lap wonders or got into, um, into qualifying easier or, or whatever happened. Uh, you know, the, the track gets beat down pretty good, so the the unseated guys sometimes have a bit of a disadvantage there, so you got to look at their times, and if they were able to put a good one in with a beat-down track, that's something to, to keep in mind. But, Dan, um, who's some of the deeper guys that you like? Like, I like I like Benny, like 10. I like Benny Bloss. I just – he's on a Yamaha. He's fast. We know that. Um, he's a 10 handicap. Yes, Benny could crash out. For sure, but I kind of like Benny. Yeah, I like Benny. He's he's down in Florida riding and training with us, and he's been good. Uh, the only thing I will say uh, about Benny is he just got on the new bike this week. He's been riding the old Yamaha, um, so he has a lot to learn. You know, new bike, new suspension, everything. So that would be my only concern with Benny. Is he? You know, he is healthy, he's in shape, all that stuff. But he just got on the new bike you know, this week. Okay, uh, that, that, that sound you hear is me unclicking Benny and picking <laughs> and, and picking Kyle Chisholm. So, yeah. Okay. And, and Benny did, Benny posted something today letting everyone know he just got on the new bike. And, and Benny knows all about Paul Mech's fantasy. Obviously, he had a lot of hate <laughs> last year. Um, some of it coming from me. A lot of it coming from me. Um, but, yeah, I just – I asked him straight up what he thought he would do, and he said, well, I'm a main event guy, of course. Um, he's like – his goals are top 15, top 14, whatever. So, and I think that's where Benny can be. Um, but again, he could crash out. Some of the other guys you look at, it's tough, right? Like Chisholm, I think Chisholm is a very good pick. I think like JT said, he's in the main event. He's going to be top 19, I think, but he's probably not going to get you a ton of points, but he's going to get you good points. Um, but there are going to be some guys. So there's 15 past champions in the class. Uh, you have to assume they all make the main event. And then you have McElrath and Savachi, right? They, well, those two should. Yeah, Paul. Paul's thing has Starling, Josh Hill, Cade, Benny, all in the main event that are going to be, you know, those guys are double-digit handicaps right now. That's what I mean. Yeah. And then you got also Josh Hill. You know, he rode really good in Australia. I think that he, you know, I think he's a main event guy. And then when you start to look at the guys that could make it, Moran's, John Cross, Alex Ray, guys like that, Grant Harlan, they could make it, but that's where you're swinging for the fences. Tristan Lane, you know, he made a bunch of main events last year. But I think that guys like Starling out of nine, I think he makes the main event. I think he's a main event guy every weekend. Really? I can't. I know he's on Paul's initial 22, and there's going to be a couple guys sneaking in there, but, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for that one yet. Uh, I think Justin Hill and Adam Cerrillo, uh, Paul, are maybe – the biggest swings here? 
Oh, meaning like you don't know which way it can go? Yeah, like you're going to get zero or you're going to get 80. Yeah, 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 I think that's fair. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know if I want to put AC in the same conversation as Justin Hill, but um, yeah, you def- we definitely agree and know that Adam has the potential to get a trophy, but he also has the potential to finish 10 to 15. Um, and that's the same thing with Justin Hill. I think we he was ripping at Red Bull Straight Rhythm, for instance, in practice. He was just a few tenths off the off the the winner, I think, Marvin and Kenny. But you know, Hanson eliminated him. So racing is different than one lap in practice. I can't stress that enough. Um, so yeah, those are definitely two mm-hmm. examples that you bring up that can go many different ways. Yeah, I just think that you know Adam got a eleventh or whatever last year, and he's a one right right now. So he barely squeaks in double. If the same thing happens. Uh, this year, and Justin Hill's an eight, and you couldn't you see him getting a tenth or something? But I, I mean, I don't know. I I don't see myself picking either Hill brother. I have some feelings, personal feelings about Josh, but um, I don't see myself picking either Hill brother all year. JT, I just can't. I can't live like that. I can't do all that. year. All year, I, I will. Um, <laughs> okay. I picked Josh. I picked Josh Hill in the past, okay. and uh, that's that's worked out for me pretty well. You know, he's been kind of in and out of the series, injuries, scheduling, whatever. And if you get him on the right weekend in the right scenario, he can absolutely pay off for you. Um, I don't know that I'm absolutely going to pick him at the opener. Yeah, uh, I just have to kind of wait and see. But he's a guy that's kind of been there and done it. Like you think about how long he's been racing. I mean, this guy won a main event in 2008. So the bright lights and the acclimation process shouldn't be such a big deal for him. Um, so if you're on the fence, I, I would take a hard look at him, especially if he looks if he looks comfy on Saturday. This is Josh. I think he, this is Josh, by the way. This Not, is Josh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he's good for uh, 17, 18 on Saturday night. I really do. Um, Justin, I have no idea. I, I literally have no idea. I won't be gambling with him because. If he told me he got 14th or if he told me he didn't qualify, I would just shrug my shoulders at both of those. And, and I don't, that's not the kind of pick I'm going for this weekend. Yeah. Dan, you could go um, AP, Craig, and Dylan Ferrandis. And like JT said, just bring it on home. Yeah, you could. Um, those guys could be all stars next year, also, or next week. Next week. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, again, after the first round, it'll be the top eight in points, will be all stars. Uh, handicaps will be adjusted. But uh, Dylan, Dylan is a good pick to me. I think, you know, he missed a lot of last year being hurt, but the year before he got second at the second race. So I think Dylan comes in and he's a, you know, 7-8 place guy. Save AP for Oakland, Dan? Yeah, he really knocked <laughs> Oakland. Uh, he almost won there last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the only of the year. So uh, maybe save AP for Oakland. He's really good there. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, everybody. Maybe you can do that. Um, uh, Dean Wilson update. Paul, you're our Dean Wilson whisperer. What do we What do we got? He's yeah, a, he's, a um, five. he's a five. I have him on my team right now, um, and I, I, Dean won't let you down. At a five, I, I think he won't let you down. But I'm worried his team lets him down. To be honest with you. Um, so yeah, I mean he's had a not the best off season. He's a new dad, um, a new team, a lot of adjusting for him, a privateer team, right? But at a five, I just cannot see Dean being outside the top 15 i can't um and he is a guy that will do the entire laps no matter what if his back center is falling off or what so i i think that's really important um i am definitely looking at dean he's on my team right now and the other guy i'm looking at is colt nichols um first 450 race but at a three i mean colt is a good supercross rider and if he looks good on friday i mean this is the last guy to beat jet for a championship in the last couple of years right so 
Um, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be in shape. Um, I think he has the potential to finish in the top 10. And at a three, that's somebody who's probably going to stay on my team regardless. Okay. Paul, uh, just, just some news there. They're definitely not riding on Friday, no matter what. So just, just FYI on that. Okay. Uh, you know, like press day or something. Yeah, they can't. They're supposed to ride, yeah. Um, Cade? Can I get a Cade thought? He's a 10? Had a good year last year? I don't hate it. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm going to wait on Cade. It, it's not that it's a bad pick. I'm sure lots of people will pick him. I'm just going to wait till the field gets a little bit thinner, and then I will be uh, putting Cade in later in the season. Right, okay. I like I like Craig. Um, yeah, he's a zero. I think he's I think he's a great starter. I, I really hope the whoops are fucking monsters. Then I'm really gonna put him on my team. Um, I hope they build that section of whoops after the split start tunnel thing that they're doing too. So yeah, I want a difficult track, and uh, I, I like Craig a lot too. Um, I'll circle back to Fernandez just because I have an opinion, and, and I still think I need to wait and see on Fernandez, especially when it comes to his starts. Like his starts are trash, and I can't pick him until he fixes it. Who's the highest handicap you could see yourself realistically picking? Like if 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 one of these guys is in the top twenty-two qualifying times, or and you like what you see, he looks spicy out there. Like, who's the highest handicap you could go for? I'll start with you, Dan. It would either be Tristan Lane or or Benny. I know they're a ten and a five, but uh, or you know ten and a fifteen. But Tristan Lane was really good last year. He, he made a lot of mains, and he was good, so he wasn't a very good qualifier. So if he qualifies good, then he would be somebody I, I honestly do look at. All right, Paul? Josh Hill is an 11. Right. I won't go any higher. JT? Yeah, yeah, JT. Yeah, Josh Hill is who I had circled to. Mm-hmm. Um, the only real, real shots I would take outside of that would be someone like Kevin Morans. Um, like if it's just pouring down rain or something like that and, and the track – you know, like with the weather shifts and we have some sort of outlier event than a guy like Moran's. Tristan Lane is an insane pick for Anaheim one that Dan said he might I'm pick. Out on that. Yeah, I, I just yeah, want to go on I'm out on yeah. that. And Tristan's I, awesome. You asked but, me yeah. my, the highest handicap. I mean, he, I, yeah, I know. Either yeah. him or, or Grant Harlan, too. Harlan raced World Supercross. I mean, he's been training, he's good. There's not a scenario that could happen this weekend where I pick either of those two this weekend. I, I'm, I just think you're <laughs> overthinking it, too. When you look at the list of guys in the heat race and the qualifiers, okay, you don't have to pick them, but there's a, there's a lot of players that, that want to know, and they could make the main event. And if they make the main event, you could win. The guy who won last year got just over 300 points, and he had a bunch of flyers on his team. He had Cade. He had Anstey. He had a bunch of guys that we all said on the podcast, man, we would never touch that guy. And the guy won the weekend. That's fine. I'm just on me. That's all. Yeah, I, I get yeah. people are going to pick all kinds of stuff. Right, right. I, I, I'm with JT. You, no. you can tell us that those guys, he, he hit a home run, and that's awesome. But I was just more realistically saying for you guys personally, who like you know if because you know A Ray and Carnell and Freddie could all be in the top twenty-two, and I think I'm doesn't matter for me. I'm just I'm not going to get swayed. Not with everybody available. Yes, that's yeah. a, that's a big part of this too, right? You haven't eliminated four guys yet yeah for your team like you will have it open right right so i I think i think what steve was getting to and definitely what dan was getting at is you're going to look at the heat race lineups and a guy like grant harlan could be going to the heat race number one tenth so that is what makes it look enticing i think yeah Yeah. for sure there's 16 there's 16 really good guys and then i mean they're all very good but there's 16 guys so in the heat race they take 
nine, like you're going to have a guy going to the heat race lineup. If you have the easier heat, he may be, you know, 10th, ninth or 10th. And you're like, yeah. wow, like this guy might get in in this heat race. You yeah. know what I mean? That's all. Yeah. There's always a Tevin Tapia. I put him as I, I know. Oh, it can definitely happen. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to poo poo on saying it can't happen. It just, you know, all you of us are going through it. <laughs> right. I, I'm not going to put myself in that position. Right. Yep. I think I'm, I'm in the same boat for the opener. Right. Um, so for, for context, the guy who won Anaheim one last year scored 304 points. So what is that? An average of 38 ish across his eight guys. So just that's to give lot. you an idea, that's yeah, it is. It is a lot. 304 is a lot. Right. And that's what 226 is in there. Yeah, he crushed it. Yeah, two twenty sixes, but he he also had thirty in the two fifty class. He got fifty two, but he had Kane and Ansi. Like I said, he had a lot. He had a lot of good guys. Yeah, I think I said eighty points earlier. I was thinking outdoors. Fifty two, right, Max? Um, all right, let's go into um, our picks for Anaheim One, Pulp Mix Fantasy Podcast. All right, Dan, who you got right now? Who's your Who's your Wednesday team? And 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 how many times will Dan tell us this year that his Wednesday team? Would have just crushed it. We got 29 races, 31 races. Sorry, we got 31 races. Dan says that 24 times? 27. Uh, I'll, t- I'll take the under on 24. Okay. Because <laughs> Dan- we, all, we, all, we, we pick a team early because people pay for the expert picks, and we want to the, – the, if the race was tonight and we didn't get to see practice – these would be the guys I'd pick. I know, but um, I'm just bugging you, Dan, because you always say I, my Wednesday team, and yeah, because I always change it. Uh-huh. I change it at the end, and and it and it gets me. But uh, going off of what I know, I like Justin Marsh out of five. Like I said, he comes into the to the first race always prepared. I like Dean Wilson out of five. You know, Paul mentioned on the off season, maybe not the best off season ever, but it's still Dean Wilson. I think he's very capable of being inside the top twelve. Um, so I have him. I do have Colt Nichols. I haven't got to see Colt ride much. I do know that he's been riding really well, obviously, on that team and everything else. So I have Colt at a three. And I do have Benny right now only for the fact that I know that he's in shape and riding good. The bike, the new bike doesn't scare me a ton. I just wanted everyone to know that information. Not uh, when, when, you, when you throw at me Benny's inconsistency just in general life, and then you throw at me a new bike that's pretty different, that's those two factors, I'm out. Yeah. Well, that's that's my team right now, um, and for FFL right now, I actually don't have one selected because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's about four short lanes to get to the finish line. Yeah, um, I'm looking one, at two, track. three, four turns. I can't see myself doing FFL at the opener. I just I can't either. Uh, I, I just can't. Dan will, but <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, Paul, your your team. Chase Sexton's my all-star right now. Um, Colt Nichols, Dean Wilson, and Christian Craig is my team. Um, I can give you my lock. Are we still doing the 100% lead pipe lock? Yeah. Yeah, we are. I'm going to go Dean Wilson. Dan, what's your 100% lead pipe lock? Oh, boy. And and how is your trophy, Dan? How, how are you enjoying it? My, my trophy's awesome. It's on my desk right now, so thank you to uh, Gertie Al for my trophy. And... Uh, and Hannah Ray, she uh, she participated in the trophy, so thank you very much. What Hannah Ray? Uh, Hannah, Hannah Ray participated in the trophy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my! I'll, I'll have to send you a picture of it. Okay, it's pretty sweet. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with Benny Bloss, my lead pipe lock. Oh wow! Look at Dan. First first show. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. So you guys must have different sources than I do. 
I have not heard much good things about Colt Nichols. I haven't heard like he sucks either, but from people who had been there, they were talking to me about how he was getting caught in some scrimmages and he was doing a lot of testing for the guys. He wasn't putting laps in. I just when was this though? Oh yeah, is not, this like yeah. a month ago or is this recently? Ah, yeah, a couple weeks ago, let's say less than a month, but you know, whatever. So, and, and your sources aren't bad. The, those I heard as well, but they're also comparing him to Chase Sexton. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, no. I'm just, I'm just saying, and I believe Chase well, is on the podium like every weekend. So, Colt yeah, needs to he's fast. Colt needs to get 13th. That's that's all I'm saying because I have heard the same things, and then I've heard, well, I mean, he's pretty good. He's just not Chase Sexton. I'm like, okay, he missed a year. He missed a year. First race, yeah, like okay, guys. But the disrespect of Joey Savacci continues on this podcast. Um, all right, JT. My lead pipe walk is going to be Kyle Chisholm. I, I almost went Christian Craig, but. Um... Yeah, first race in the class or whatever in the Supercross. I'll, I'll go Chiz and just hope I get like a 15th or a 16th and take my points and move on. Okay. And what's your four? My four are going to be Craig, Ferrandis. Um, I will go Jason Anderson. And actually, I take that back. I will go Muscan. Um, and my fourth will be Josh Hill for now. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. the disrespect of Joey Savacci continues. Uh, I, I haven't, I haven't watched Joey ride in a really long time. Well, so I watched him ride. I mean, this is, this is Wednesday. We're recording this. So keep in mind, these can change, right? That's of why course. part of why you should get the expert picks. Um, a one practice probably means more than any other race because we haven't seen anything new bikes, new everything. So just keep that in mind. All right, Joey Savacci, uh, my lead pipe, 100% lead pipe walk of the week. Thank you to those guys. Uh, he's a three, and uh, I'll pick Christian Craig. I think he comes out swinging, gets a fourth or a fifth at the opener, and he's a zero. Uh, so I'll take that. I'll take Ken Roxon because of his strong starts uh, to the season at a four, and I think I'll go Chiz. But that last spot, I think I think those three stay on my team, Savachi, Craig, and Roxon, and I think that fourth could come off. But for now, it's Kyle Chisholm at a nine because he's just Chiz. He's just going to do that. Uh, Paul, JT, and me, uh, any FFLs, I'm out. Uh, I'm, uh, do you want to – do I recommend – do we recommend anybody? Uh, the only, the only way I will do this – yeah, I, I, think there are, I think there are lots of good guys, but the only way I'm doing it is if I see one of the few guys that I would, I'm willing to pick just having a great day. Mm-hmm. If – a Barsha or a Cincerillo or a Roxon. If anybody just looks like they're really feeling it, like everything's clicking, maybe I go with it, but otherwise I'm out. Okay. And I and I feel like the way to start is is structured. You have to be on the inside. Picture. Yeah, yeah, right? Like I, and if something goes wrong in your heat race with your FFL guy, like you're fucked. So I think it's best to wait. Okay, fair enough. Um, 250 class, Pulp Mix Fantasy. Thank you to Motorsport. Uh, fly, 100%. Uh, all right, uh, Dan, let's go. Um, who do you like, Dan, in 250 class? Let's go non-All-Stars first. Non-All-Stars? I like Phil Nicoletti. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. In California. I don't, I'm, I'm out on Phil in California. <laughs> it's just a state. The dirt bike track. Yeah, but he, he, he hates it. He comes through with a horrible attitude. He does yeah. hate California a lot. Yeah, yeah, but this class isn't as deep, guys. Look at the If you look at the list like we did the 22 for the 450 class, there's those four guys at the top, 
and then you got Brown, Oldenburg, things like that. But I don't think it's as deep. To say Phil can't be top ten, I think it's kind of crazy. But uh, right now I have Phil and I have Max Anstey. Anstey wasn't terrible there last year on the 450. He just he raced Australia. He was very good on that bike. Um, he has a lot of confidence, which Max always has. He's a zero. Uh, and I like Derek Kelly. Uh, Derek Kelly's burned me at Anaheim 1 at least three or four times. So I'm going to go back to the well. Um, I think he's a better Derek Kelly. He's on a better team. And, uh, yeah, those are my three right now. I really like Kelly it, on that. Isn't he on the same team? Yeah. Same team. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you said but in the past. He, oh, okay. Well, in the past years, okay. you know, remember when we picked him and yeah, he yeah. just didn't uh, like I did a pod with uh, Anthony Rodriguez. He told me he's about a second off of Oldenburg. So where does yeah, Oldenburg is apparently ripping. Yeah. Okay. And I was going to touch on, on Rodriguez. I, I think that was a great pick for the team. Uh, he had been racing in Brazil, a lot of arena cross, supercross, you know, so he'd been racing a lot of that stuff. I just haven't seen him ride in a long time. That mm-hmm. was my biggest thing. Uh, I know Paul's Paul's on him right now, I can see. So I do like A-Rod. I just don't know do for you, sure. Do you Taylor think he's again. older now and a little bit less loose? Because uh, yeah, from what I yes. remember, he's, he's, yeah, 100%. he's loose. And, and he raced Josh Hill recently. <laughs> Uh, you know, and Hill wasn't bad in Australia, and he beat Josh Hill straight no, up. No, so. he, he did the pod. He said he beat Brees and Josh Hill and Tony unless he DM'd him. Do you want to ride? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 that, that's what I heard, too. So, I mean, Oldenburg, you know, we'll get into All-Stars, but Oldenburg, I mean, you got to think Oldenburg's going to be fighting for podiums. So. Yeah, I, I'm, an, I'm a Freckle fan for sure. He's my All-Star pick right now. Um, all right, what's your All-Star pick, Dan? I have Oldenburg selected right okay. now. I think out of five, I think he's a great pick. I think that he's good starter. Three, four. Yeah, good yeah, st- and he finishes three, four, third, fourth, or fifth somewhere around there. So right, and he's a five, so he needs to get six or better for um, uh, double points. All right, JT, what's your four uh, two fifty guys? Yeah, echo a lot of the things Dan said. I like Derek Kelly. He really uh, he impressed last year, and I think there's some continuity there. So I like that pick. I like A Rod. Um, I think that bike is a big factor. They they really seem to have that motor package figured out. So um, I think this class on that bike uh, sets him up pretty nicely. My third non all star is, is tough, man. There's a few guys I could make a case for here, and I'm not 100 percent certain which direction I'm going to go. Do we know uh, what Robbie Wageman's is he is he healthy is he good to go? Uh, yeah, I think he's so. on bar, yeah, he's on bar X. Bar X. Okay. And, yeah. yeah, that's that's a guy I was looking at pretty hard. Just being in Anaheim, he seems to ride those Southern California tracks well for obvious reasons. Um, I I kind of wonder about Dylan Schwartz. I he hasn't really ever impressed me in Supercross, so I I have him on my short list, but I don't have a lot of confidence there. Guys like Cole Thompson could pay off big, right? We've seen him do well in the past. Um, so there's there's definitely an opening for my last spot. I just I'm not I haven't really locked that in yet. Um, All star wise, I think I just go Jed and and take you know just break the button off. Like there's there's a lot of other guys you could pick, but I don't see how he doesn't get on the podium at worst, and I, I think he probably wins pretty easily. Um, so. I don't see a reason to not pick him if I get 23 or 21 instead of 26. So be it. But mm-hmm. I really like Chet this weekend. All right. Uh, is it my turn? What, what, do, sure. what do we know about Wilson Todd and Dylan Walsh? We know anything about those guys? I think there's Dylan many... Walsh. Yeah. Dylan mm-hmm. Walsh is from New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, he's from New Zealand. Yep. What's he What's he doing? Wilson Todd is Australian. Yep. Do, do they, did Wilson he? Todd is on Firepower <laughs> Honda. Okay. Dylan Walsh is his own privateer Kawasaki yep, program, Rebo, but it's pretty organized. Rebo, 
Revo, Cowie. Cowie. So, Paul, you didn't even mention Jerron Stapleton. Very upsetting. Oh, I I didn't have a chance to talk yet. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> it's, tough. it's tough. It's tough when you don't get a chance to talk. Uh, all right, go ahead, Paul. Um. Okay. Oh, the guys I like. Well, first, I'll, I'm going to tell you who my all star is, and that's going to be Cameron McAdoo at a two. Um, I I almost put Jet on there, um, but for sake of the podcast and talking about some other options, I think McAdoo is a great pick. Never off the podium in any Supercross he raced last year. Um, so yeah, Supercross is his thing, and I do know the PC Cowie is light years better than what it was at the first race last year. So I'm going to believe in McAdoo to get a trophy at Anaheim One, and he'll be my all star. I do have Max Anstey. I just love that he's been racing. Um, he's a zero. Uh, he f- he's just resilient, right? Like I think he's going to stay out of the chaos. It could be sticky, ruddy type Anaheim, and he's going to thrive. Um, I like Anstey a lot. I think, um, yeah, I think he'll be on my team. We talked about Anthony Rodriguez, and right now he feels the riskiest on my team. But I also feel like there's tons of potential there. Like I, I generally think he can be in the top ten. But, yeah, what we've seen from Anthony in the past in the U.S. is scary. But, again, I think he's three, four, five years older than the last time we've seen him. Um, And he's got a great motorcycle. And the tutelage of Tony Alessi, I think that gives him a bump and puts him there. Um, I like Cole Thompson as well. He seems to avoid the chaos and just does the laps. He's been racing. He's been on a Yamaha for a year now. Last year he was a privateer Yamaha. Now he's on a proper team. He's been in California for weeks um, again, I think that's a guy that's 10 to 13. Um, and then yeah, Jerron Stapleton, um, uh, he is now a two digit guy. Congrats to you, Jerron. Um, but I think I just gotta wait and see first. I, I, I want to at least see practice. Um, but I think probably wait and see at least a, a couple rounds. Usually, um, he starts putting it in the main after it thins out, uh, after a few rounds. JT, Jerry is there at a tasty 11. You're going to have to taste that one without me. Okay. All right. Uh, he, I mean, he can make the main, no problem. I yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a no Jerry rule. Um, yeah. It's more of a lifestyle thing mm-hmm. than anything. All right. Well, I'm anxiously awaiting to see if that ever breaks. Ty, Ma- Ty Masterpool could be a good pick, too. Oh, that's that's who I was just going to – I have him picked. Yep. He is the unicorn of this class. Yeah. yeah. Hey, wow. He, unicorn. He could, be, he could be good. Dude, he's on a team now. Like I don't know, has he ever been on a team? He was on Monster Star Yamaha. He was on a great. Yeah, he was on no, a Yamaha last year, <laughs> but not su- not Supercross. Like he wasn't on Star for Supercross. Like he didn't, didn't do any Star because he was hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is a team. All right. Is it okay? <laughs> I think it. It's got Bud Mad. It's the team. Um, yeah, he's a seven. He's got skills. Outdoor skills for I sure. I haven't seen him. I hundred percent. I just yeah. I gotta wait and see there, Steve. He has paid off in Supercross big time in the past. Lies. So, That's a lie. Has that he? is not a lie. That is not a lie. Go look at some of his Supercross scores. He's he's great at times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll let you look look him up and, and prove me wrong. I don't want to go looking. Uh, I like Anstey. I think uh, Dan and Paul were both on Anstey. Uh, he's a zero. I like that. I mean, Phil. You got to pick Phil just because, you know, he's our buddy, so we can give him shit. Um, but, yeah, that is a good pick. I mean, Phil's Phil's going to get eighth or so, and but that's still good points at a two handicap. So, you know, that'll be a, a solid pick. Uh, Enzo has been as fast as Phil, if not faster, but he has, has a bit more volatility with Enzo. Um, uh, but So there is that. Yeah, Derek Kelly, Wageman, always solid, at least last, last couple of years anyways for Kelly. 
and, and wage more this past year for Kelly anyways. Uh, A-Rod I like at a five. I need to see it, though, because the dude hasn't ridden Supercross forever. He, at one point he told me he just quit. He just quit the sport. He was he was selling uh, coffee. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I need to see Supercross back for him. If you told me it was outdoors, I'd be fine with that because he's been riding in Brazil. But Supercross has been a long time for uh, A-Rod. All-Stars. I like Styles at a five or Oldenburg at a five. Styles on Star Yamaha now, uh, so that should help him and the starts and all that. And then, uh, and then, yeah, Oldenburg for all the reasons that Dan had said that. I have a no Cole Thompson policy, so that won't happen. Uh, is that like a personality thing, or is that a results thing? It's it's like you with Jerry. Yeah. No, I don't think that's true. No, I just don't. <laughs> no, you you don't pick. Don't, no, you don't pick I, Jerry. I don't, I don't pick Cole Thompson. That's it. No, I, I but I, I like Jerry. Like I don't I don't dislike him as a person i just sure. don't trust him for results yeah yeah no i just i it, the bottom line is you don't pick jerry and i don't pick cole That's <laughs> a, how, i've never seen someone dodge a question why and how life. why and how it doesn't matter it, the fact is sure i don't does. i don't pick cole thompson and you don't pick i never jerry. i Got never it. pictured steve for someone dodging a question gotta play fantasy with your brain not with your heart oh, there's, there's gonna be a lot of good picks here I, i'm really stoked to see austin polatelli on the 250 class list because Wygant picked them in the uh, on Pulp Show on Monday for a 450 finish, so that's that's great. Um, there's going to be some points here, though, Dan. I think there's going to be some really good points here. I see a lot of choices for 22 guys and, you know, privateer guys. I think this class has potential for points. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of points once we see qualifying in the mm-hmm. heat races. Guys that we aren't looking at right now, guys like Brandon Ray and, and Max Miller. I mean, I know they're long shots, but there's 22 guys in the main event, and there aren't 22 factory guys on this on this list do you, so, do you still have those guys riding at your house the 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 Buko guys the ktm guys miller and those guys have you seen yeah them? Mil- but miller the west coast guys ride out west so oh, okay. it's just it's just the east coast guys okay right. um but uh that's the rides unlimited team I, but, uh, i'm i'm with you dan like there is big points potential but i'm honestly terrified to try to get it right because i feel no. like I, I know, feel but... like there's 15 or so that we're pretty confident in, and then those last seven can be 14 different people, and the, I don't know if I can get it right. So I think yeah. I might just go a little safe, safer the first one. A hundred percent, and I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying there are going to be some. Yeah. I think there'll be a handicap. There might even be a 16 in the main event, but I think there'll oh, be yeah. 13s, 14s, guys like that. Uh, Trey Fierro guy made a main event. From he's from Mexico. Yeah. He made a main event last mm-hmm. year. Uh, Woodcock. Uh, yeah, Sanford, Woodcock, uh, Slosher was really good two years ago. wasn't as good last year. Um, I know Hunter Yoder's on the the Cowie team now um, from Canada. So like, there's a lot of guys that are going to be fighting for those last six, seven spots. Yeah, Yoder's a 13, and he was up and down with the uh, uh, Atomic 22 Honda team or whatever that is. But he did come through a few times because I picked him. So and 13's yeah, pretty good. I yeah, mean, a, few, a few guys we didn't talk about. Max Bolin at, at a minus one. Uh, Max, I think he's been showing great speed from everything I've heard, but still at a minus one, I don't see a ton of value there. Um, well, when, you, get, when you go off last year, I don't think you can pick him and be super confident, right? Yeah, I don't know anything about Drake. I don't think he's racing. Um, I mean, he was hurt in World Supercross. He a wrist injury. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he broke his wrist in World Supercross, so I don't yeah. know if he's racing yet. Um, I like Levi Kitchen as an all-star. We didn't get to see Levi much in Supercross, but I mean, he won last year. We know that he's been fast at practice track, so good kitchen to be a good all star. Thurry got an eighth, I believe, at the opener last year. Uh, yeah. His best finish of the year. Best, 
best pick of the week. Of yeah. The week. Yeah, and he's on yeah. a Yamaha now. Uh, well, he was on Yamaha last year, I guess. So, But anyway, he's on a different yeah. team, so keep that in mind. Uh, all right, 100% lead pipe lock for uh, for 250 class. Uh, Dan? Uh, Max Anstey. Max Anstey? Okay. Yeah. Paul? Cole Thompson. JT? Um, I will go Derek Kelly. All right, I'll go tie Master Pool. Yeah, that's right. Let's go. Yeah, I think Master Pool. This is this is it for him. Breakthrough. Okay. Breakthrough. RM Army. Let's do it. Okay. FFL. FFL is tough for two fifties because normally there's like a star standout, right? Like a Justin Cooper or or Nichols. But you know you have Styles and Levi. Obviously, they both can get it. But I don't think I think this coast leans more to Jet. Austin, um, even RJ, I guess. We didn't really talk about RJ much. And McAdoo, those are the best four guys in my opinion. So, yeah. FFL's coming. Yeah, yeah, count me, I think, count me I, out. I think Styles will be ripping and he'll lead some laps. little All right. prediction. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we've seen him at Daytona. If he was racing Daytona, I'd be definitely my pick, but he's on West this year. So I think he's a phenomenal starter. Yeah. All right, everybody. Anything else to add for Anaheim 1, Pulp MX Fantasy 2023 debut show? Uh, anything else, boys? Uh, Eli Tomac jersey for the winner of Anaheim 1 this week. So oh, yeah. Think, think about cool. that when you're making your picks. Um, Eli and Alpine Star were kind enough to give us a jersey, a number one jersey to give away to the winner. So pretty excited about that. Paul, will, will you be skipping <laughs> around this year to make sure it opens up all the riders for the next week? <laughs> Uh, we, I don't know yet. Those are the type of things I dive into, uh, based on how my season goes. So right now I don't foresee doing it, but you never know. The world changes quickly lately. Nothing made me shake my head more than that in the past years of this pod. Maybe Mark's picking AP for the whole shot, but, um, I think it was Paul skipping Great. a week. Yeah. I think okay. it was that. Well, so. Glad I can do that for you, Steve. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Uh, again, about quickly about prizes. 31 weekly i think that's awesome so if you get top 31 in a weekly you're getting a prize if you got top 30 in the season i'm sorry 31 in the season if you get uh 23 in the top in the week in the weekly you're getting a prize um so we're going how do you like to say it steve deeper and further or harder or deeper what is Poopy deeper, like again deeper harder deeper yeah. there we go going deeper and harder on the prizes yeah okay Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll be here every week to uh, talk about our, 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 our successes and our failures with Pulp MX Fantasy. Remember, eight is great. And, uh, yeah, thanks to Dirty Al for doing the 100% lead pipe lock trophy for us and keeping track of that all year long. And our expert picks are there for you to, um, to uh, revel in each and every week. All right. So uh, anything else, boys? Uh, Roto, does, oh. Roto does a cheat sheet. Also, something to look at if you need a little bit of help for new players and things like that. Roto Moto does the cheat sheet that's posted on Pulpex Fantasy. All right. Sounds good. Perfect. Yeah, thanks to Roto for all he does as well. Uh, thank you, people, for playing. Really fun. Good way to enjoy Supercross and Motocross and the SMX races this year. We really appreciate it listening and appreciate you guys playing. And uh, you guys are welcome for the name, by the way, all of you. So, um, all right, boys. Thanks. Good luck, everyone. Thank you. See you.